Okay, you're watching and listening to Fat Beat and Film Club, and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm a very pregnant Cheryl if it's someone. And uh, as usual, every week we watch a local film. Even when we're about to deliver soon. Yeah, and uh, this week, and we review it, of course. Not the <laughs> delivery, but the film. Uh, and we're going to be watching. Motif. 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 Yes. Motif. I wanted to turn and then see the poster that was on the screen, but then it changed oh, to a different film. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, we watched uh, Motive. Motive. Uh, right. Look, uh, look. It, it was pretty cool because we were in the hall, in mm. the cinema hall. We bought a ticket, we went to watch it. It was almost a full house. Mm. Yeah? And then right before the show started, we heard a voice from behind. Oh, thank you for watching the film. Uh, what? You can ask some questions about the film. The film uh, later on and whatever. And it was the director. Yeah, but then Na after that we didn't know who Na it was. Nadia so Hamza. Kind of yeah, she, she, she kind of introduced the film in a very, very informal way. Yeah, that's uh, cute. Yeah, and then after the film, uh, everybody got out and I think it was a lot of her family members. Lah. She got all... No, her mother's friends, right? Oh, her she mother's... Most of you are here because ah, of Ah, because of my, my mother. mother. And you can ask questions to my mother about the film. Yeah, I heard her say something that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. But, but then after that we left because everybody was taking pictures with her and all that. It was and nice. I think it was nice to have... Uh, People support it like that, yeah. whether it's family or friends. This is our first film. Yeah, because like when I come up with my my new books are launched and all that, my mother's friends all like no questions asked will buy a copy one from my mother. Oh. All of my books, and they said they always told my mother like, okay, your kids we will support. Doesn't matter <laughs> whether good or not. That I don't know if that's good or not lah. But anyway, it was nice lah. Um, and okay, so well, the last film I made, my mother was in it, so they were just supporting her. <laughs> she thinks she damn hot shit. So there's that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what's it about? Wait, sorry, because you brought up the screening. Ah. Something else that I want to bring up. Huh. Uh, we wanted to. We had looked at timings the day before, and uh, there were like seven showings ah. in Mid Valley and several other places. And then we were like, okay, we're going to go to this uh, show. And then at night, when we finally had time to buy the tickets, it cut, cut down to only two showings 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock. For no fucking reason. Uh, it's only the fourth day of it being in the cinemas. And GSC is doing that thing again where it's cutting down screen time for local films. So this issue has already been brought up last week. Not by us, but by other people. Many people lah. About Swatu Katika. But yeah. And it's been going on for so long as you this mentioned. Years, this, this issue has been going on for years and years yeah. and years. And uh, uh, I have brought this up and I've written about it before yeah. and other filmmakers so, have talked about it before and all that also, yeah. So just so the Swatu Katika people who got angry know, uh, it's now happening to another film, another local film, and it's fu really fucking not cool lah. Like no, really? I'm sure Prakash and all that know that it's, it's happening to all these films not, too. Yeah, because yeah. it's only like the fourth day in the cinema and you're not giving people a chance to really watch it lah. Like okay, we were lucky the show's at 12 and then yep. at 4. And we were happened to be free enough to to go for the screen, and it's such a small hall. Yeah. On top of that, so that 
it was kind of upsetting and it's really fucking not cool GSE so I'm calling you out on being assholes about this yep okay yeah. so what's the okay, film about the film motif motif is about um, it starts off with the disappearance of a girl in Tanamira, right yeah yes so a uh, high school uh, girl has gone missing and uh, she is the daughter of Roshamno. Yeah, Roshamno plays a guy named Hussein, the Hussein, richest man in Tanamira. He's the richest man in Tanamira. But but actually got her, his money from the wife. Mm. Yeah. So we find out later. Yeah. Uh, and a detective from Bukit Aman has been sent to Tanamira, played by Sharifah Amani, uh, to uh, help the investigation. And then the show basically uh, spirals from there lah. Yeah. So they find the girl, obviously not alive, and then uh, it's like a who's done it kind of thing. Is the father involved? Is the father not involved? Is the ex-boyfriend? Why did she disappear? Yeah. Why was she killed? Was the, did the ex-boyfriend uh, kill her? And this like this is a secondary school kid lah. Mm. Yeah, you know. Oof. And then like scandalous. Uh, yeah, and there's just a lot of overlapping. Uh, Stories also a little bit, mm. uh, right up to the resolution. Okay, um, so that's basically what it's about. <laughs> it's a crime. Okay, so 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 now we're on to what we think about the film. Eh? I guess, yeah. Oh, you want me to start, right? You said just now. Yeah, because I have a lot of, a lot of thoughts about it. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> for for me. I saw it as a very interesting crime thriller mm. uh, kind of film. Uh, it, it, it was shot quite nice uh, and it started out very nice. <laughs> right? I, I love how it started out. It really built like mystery and I really wanted to watch the film. I wanted to see how the, how the mystery unfolded and how they were going to solve the case. Uh, I like the fact that Sharifah Amani was this uh, uh, inspector, a woman inspector yeah. who was sent from like the yeah. city to come to Tanamera to help them uh, solve the crime and then how she is received in the small town mm. by the police uh, department itself and also by the villagers outside you know well, I, almost predominantly maybe. predominantly the, the, the other inspector in the local inspector from Tanamera mm. right and uh, there was a nice guy who treated her quite nice uh, very polite to her is a guy at the warung played by Aidil Putra mm. which later on you yeah okay yeah. so you see you see right uh, and the pacing of the film was really good it, it felt I, to me it was very appealing because uh, I, I thought that the script writing was pretty nice and the pacing of the director was very well because it there was mystery and you wanted to find out and the pacing and uh, and you really couldn't tell yeah you couldn't so tell and you, you were sucked into the mystery for yeah. at least the first half or three quarter of the film um, yeah yeah and then and then slowly you know, it started, uh, it, to it start to, started to unravel. Not that the mystery unraveled, but the film. the film itself started to unravel in a very unraveling uh, way. <laughs> yeah, not a positive way, It kind of like fell apart, lah. Uh, so the, the film fell apart, uh, and I felt like uh, they, they just suddenly had to just finish the film. I was like, yeah, the editing was there was a clear, was very chaotic. There was a clear distinguishing between the first half that you mentioned yeah. and the second half. First right? half or first three quarter, la, I would yeah. say. And then suddenly, like no more pacing, mm -hmm. uh, everything just tampa, tampa, tampa together, and the uh, the unraveling of the the mystery also suddenly, the, suddenly all come out. 
like they vomited it's like, it's like it, the, the bag suddenly opened up and spilled out like, oh, oh okay we're done okay time to go home now mm. you know uh, I know Nadia Hamza is like this is her first feature right yeah uh, so I don't know why if she had so much control for the first three quarter of the film why that last quarter at the end like everything just fell apart uh, I also like the fact that they wanted to play she's a woman filmmaker and you know we, we watched Golden Ginju 2 Mm. You know, in the recent past, mm. and we were talking about. If you want to watch the review, we'll link it here. Women filmmakers. Yeah, about women filmmakers making films about women for women, mm. and it's from the right perspective, lah. Mm. So I thought that this is, we're gonna see that in this film, uh, and we did, mm. right? Uh, we did in in a way, uh, but then after that, I know I'm gonna leave this to you because I don't want to mansplain, and then everybody wants to like stab my eyeballs out, right? Not everybody, uh, just yeah, just you, yeah, okay, just you. <laughs> Right? Uh, yeah. Fuck you, feminist. Um, <laughs> wait, go on! More Let like you can't, but anyway. Well, well. I'm fucking one. Not really, also. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll start off with, with what you talked about. How. Uh, it was really nice to see a women director debut a film. Uh, we Has there been one since. Uh, Yes, there's been many. There's I mean, been, not, has, not enough. No, this year, this year. This year? Oh, this year, no. Since Gold and Ginchu so, 2. Since Gold and Ginchu 2, we haven't seen. I but feel like no. Uh, I feel like. You know, no. we've seen some Tamil films that had a women director. No, women that directors. was also last year. Oh, that was last year, huh? Uh, the dancing, dancing one. Really uh, got nominated. Anyway, uh, it's, always, it's always nice. No. It's always nice to see uh, Vedi Gundu Pasange. Ah, uh, yeah. It's very nice to see women filmmakers, always. And uh, I like it when women filmmakers try to because you kind of know that they will bring some form of representation to their story. Yeah, it's only natural uh, when they talk about yeah. women. And when she made this film, uh, it it is mainly about yes, this disappearance of this girl. But the main character is Sharifa Awani, Inspector Dewi, who uh, goes through um, challenges in her work, which is very real. Uh, she goes to this small town and she's a woman. She's a bit young, right? Because Sharifah Awani is always young. Uh, it's and, like me, la. Everywhere and, I go, uh, people think I'm 25. Not really. And yeah, uh, she's being condescended to, she's not being taken seriously. Men are yelling at her. Uh, they're, they're dismissing her theories, they're dismissing her ideas. And she's constantly um, having to defend her work. Hmm. Which really shouldn't happen, but it happens every day with all women everywhere. Unless you work in a women-centered environment, it is very, very likely that there is some man that is not listening to you and there is dismissing you and is condescending you. So to see that represented on screen, uh, I felt uh, really... Validated. Vis no, visible. Like, it was just, yeah, validated. But it's also that um, they don't showcase that a lot in especially local films. Um, mm. So that was nice. However, however, uh, she had that element of um. it. And then Sharifa Amani's character is in a polygamous relationship. She's the second wife. Uh, her husband seems to be... We never see her husband. It's always a phone correspondence. But from what we hear, it seems like he's trying to uh, always keep the peace with his first wife because his first wife has a child, his daughter. 
and it doesn't sound like he married her with the consent of the first wife because there is a scene where she calls and the first wife is like what else do you want to take from me blah 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 so already you can see that this polygamous relationship is not actually it wasn't consensual on all three sides lah because that's what a polygamous relationship is there are three sides okay um she falls into a little bit of a for me lah into like kind of a tv3 trope where where women are concerned okay first She's in a polygamous relationship, she and she's frustrated, but she's um not really in a position to do anything about it. Second of all, uh, eventually the frustration sort of boils over, okay, and um, she gets emotional in the middle of work, and it she gets emotional at a suspect, okay, that leads to uh, violence against women. Actually, she gets strangled on the table by Roshamno. And that also irritated me because again, we're advocating for violence against women, and we're showing that women cannot control their emotions in the workplace. Look, I've been angry while I'm at work, and I have not like blown it off at at a uh, random like it's a professional setting, lah. So you need to be professional, and women need to be shown to be able to do that. But again, she played into that trope of like women don't have the capacity to do that. Uh, she, she was emotional, and then like she go in there and she drama, and she wasn't even like questioning Roshamno anymore. She was just accusing him. You did it right. You killed your daughter right. You did it right. You did it right. You did it right. Which was just so like typical, a portrayal of a typical female in like any generic Malay film or TV three film, and then, uh, she gets into an accident eventually. Something happens, and she, it turns out oh she had a miscarriage. And then she's crying, and then she just completely falls like desolate, mm. and she's like, "I want to go home already," mm. which is again a typical trope of like females going through an emotional thing right. and not being able to get through it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I want to interject if I may, right there. <laughs> I, I agree with you uh, when you when you say all that. Mm. But do you think now? This is my perspective, lah. Mm. Right? Uh, do you think that? Uh, the director also uh, kind of, because the director also wrote the script, right? Mm. Do you think that she made that made Sharifa Amani's character to be like that, uh, to be emotional, to be a very typical stereotypical what people think of women mm. to be, and she wanted to leave, right? Mm. Because at the end, and then after that, she, the, didn't, she leave. didn't leave because the dead girl's sister, sister came to her and accused her of see you're the same like everybody else, yeah, and now you're gonna leave, yeah, because, so you don't really care. Mm. Do you think that this was her, uh, the the Nadia, the mm, the director's yeah. attempt at character development to show that ah, now you're right. I should not be like that. Ooh, I'm gonna go solve Maybe. this thing. You know, solve this thing. Maybe, yeah. but it was very unnecessary because she already started out as such a different character mm. to begin with. So why did she have to still fall into a typical, generic? Tired trope of mm. what women are constantly being represented as by men, mm. and you're a women director, and mm. you've already started off uh, representing this woman as something completely different to fall into that typical trope, and then like I guess attempt to bring her out of it. Like it didn't really contribute anything to her character development to me, lah. If anything, she regressed, and she just went back to what she was in the first place. Ah, uh, if it. I think it was done as an attempt to humanize her, ah. but I think that you can humanize her differently also and still show that she has strength despite being uh, human lah. So that was that. 
uh, for me. Uh, that was a big thing for me. Like the fact that it was really disappointing to see a character that was so different mm. fall, regress into this typical, this is what all Malay women are usually portrayed as anyway, emotional, right. whatever, whatever. And then uh, she like sort of tries to save it in the end. But like you said, like, the ending was just so splat anyway. It didn't really, it was too little too late maybe. Mm. Yeah. So the other thing that this film deals with is uh, polygamous relationships, right? And it it happens on two layers because it happens with Sharifah Amani's relationship. <gasps> is that why you're wearing this t-shirt? Yeah. I am woman. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize actually, but yes. Ooh. It's Ooh. Okay, and uh, see, he just interrupted me. So typical. Look! 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 And look! Look! Real heroes wear tights. Women wear tight. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know, and uh, and I'm demasculinating men too by wearing this t-shirt. Okay, and uh, <laughs> with Rocham knows character, hmm. because later on we find out also that he is polygamous. I feel like what this film is trying to show you, specifically about polygamy, um, because that's what all the reviews and. And even in the synopsis, it talks about how it deals with polygamy. That's a big thing about this film. Other than it being like a crime thriller. Yeah. Um, it really shows that um, men, uh, maybe specifically Malay men in this particular context, do not know how to handle polygamy well. In the sense that they think it's a one-sided decision their own and they don't actually consult their first wives or they're not honest about it and then they just like go and marry whoever yeah and then everybody suffers in the end so i thought that was very accurate um it was it was trying to show everybody the lesson that if you want to be polygamous or polyamorous or whatever you can but you should like you should at least be honest about it lah, and everybody needs to know okay because the first wives also have a choice to stay and accept it or stay and work it out or find a way to... I mean, we know of successful polygamous relationships where everybody is on the same page mm -hmm. but we also know of relationships where the guys are just selfish and they do these kind of things where they just make their own decisions and then fuck everybody else up. Forever. Mm. So this show was more to that. Um, I think the lesson came across Quite clearly. Yeah. I think Roshamno got fucked over quite nicely. That was good. Um, but uh, yeah, as a film in a whole, the messages were clear. Yeah. But for me, the feminist part was a little bit disappointing. But again, we don't know if it's meant to be actually a feminist film or not. But I guess because I'm a woman and you're a woman. Does the film have I, to be a feminist or not feminist no, just to have a, a No, no, uh, it doesn't. Like you said, I don't think it's a bad film. It's still a good film except for the no, last no, fifteen no. minutes. I don't mean that it needs to have that kind of agenda to be a good film. No, that's uh -huh. fine, you can have an agenda or don't have uh -huh. an agenda. But do you think that a film needs to be a feminist film to have feminist values come across or does it have to be uh, a, a pro-LGBT film to have, you know, those kind of messages to come across or, or pro-democracy, you know what I mean? Sometimes it, it, it's just a story and you can... These are underlying themes. Yeah, yeah. you know, and you Fair. can just interpret however you want, right? But then why start yeah. off like that? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah sure. So that was my problem lah. Mm. You start off already so breaking the barriers, so different. So you think when the film so, started, it was... Are you as a feminist film? Uh, it was definitely a feminist character. Uh. And it was definitely a feminist character fighting against the norm. Uh. And she already established that for quite a while. And then suddenly it just all fell apart and regret. So in that so, sense, according to logic of Penakulan and Mantik, it would mean that you already saw this as a, as a film that came outright to be a feminist film? Ah. Uh, it was not specifically a feminist film, but it definitely had, like like you said, the underlying mm. themes of feminism. And it was definitely different la, yeah. from the the other kind of characters that came before. So if you're already going to start like that, and you're already going to establish your character to be like that, which was great, why regress? Mm. So that was disappointing for me. But it's not a bad film. I don't think it's a bad film. It's not a bad it's film. It's very entertaining. It was it kept us at the edge of our seats a lot. We had no idea who it was. I, I felt I was sucked into the mystery. Yeah, like. I was yeah. totally sucked in and I had no idea. There was just you just could not tell at all. Everybody was basically a suspect and it was gripping. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I like the performance. Look, I'm a big Rosham no fan mm. when it comes to acting wise. Mm. I think he's a very good actor. Mm. Uh, and I, I thought he acted quite well too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know you said that there were parts where he was crying and crying and all that, right? The one you said no, a, bit, a, no, a bit, bit too hysteric. No, no, that one part. Like, ah. The hysterics were a bit yeah. too much for me. Yeah, which actually to me kind of felt natural. Natural. Yeah. Not only natural, but it, played, it was true to his character in the film mm. because he was pretty passionate. He was mm. passionate about. Uh, the girl that he kept, mm. he was passionate about actually still, you know, wanting to keep his family together. Yeah. And he was passionate about his missing daughter, mm. you know. So I, I felt that that just played to his his personality la, of the character, la. you know. Maybe not so much passionate as desperate. Because like towards the end, his mm. desperation just escalates. And escalates sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he played that well too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like remember yeah. at the graveyard scene where he goes to the first wife? Yeah. That, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I felt that he played... Look, I've always been a fan of... Yeah. When it came to his acting, there should be more Rosham Noor yeah. films. Yeah. Hey, less but Rosham, I, we haven't met and haven't had a drink in a while. Maybe I should call you. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can work. To, yeah. So, you know, more Rosham Noor, less yeah. Namron. Yeah, I, should, I mean, I we like Namron too, but it's just too much Namron. It yeah. was nice to watch a film without Namron in it. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so, so, go watch the film. Go watch the film. Yeah. Definitely watch the film. Definitely watch the film. Uh, Hopefully GSC mm. will like buck up and not be assholes about this anymore. Yeah, I mean all the cinemas lah, you know, not just GSC. And um, I I think like, you know, all the all the criticism that we're giving this film, it's forgivable, to me. I don't know about you. Okay, I don't know about you. It's forgivable for someone who. It's a first film. Ah, and, and, yeah, it's a first film. Yeah, that's one. Uh, and uh, she shows the qualities of. Having control of directing a film. Yeah. You know? So I think you can only improve. Uh, I hope lah. <laughs> yeah. For Nadia Hamza. Good job lah. Yeah, well, all my criticism is meant to be constructive lah. Yeah, of course. Because I really want to see more of her work and I would like to see her succeed also. Yeah. Because evidently. Because her storytelling she's great. skills are good. Yeah, she's yeah. great. But. Uh, but I want yeah. to find out though the ending, why so like. Yeah. And also yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Be a bit more consistent with your female representation. Don't yeah. let us down. 
Okay, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the film if you have watched it or if you're planning to watch it. Uh, like watch our it. reviews. Yes. Like our review or don't like our review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, or follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin. Mm. Search for FatBidin. Uh, and uh, go to or go to FatBidin.com to just get everything there. So you've been watching and listening to the FatBidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm sure it was that one. Hey, if you want to learn how to become an independent filmmaker or a filmmaker in general, uh, I've got a book which I wrote uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, it's called uh, Zan Azli and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking. You can actually buy it off of uh, here. I'm going to put the link down here at my, my website, fatbidin.com. It's only a couple of ringgit uh, and it's really good because it has many many different chapters the process of filmmaking and each chapter I interview uh, a Malaysian filmmaker who gives advice and tips of uh, yeah from their experience so yeah hey link is down here hey